Just a moment on IMHO. This segment of the news brought to you by Bubbly Stuff. Don't wine, drink beer. Welcome to IMHO. It's Lon. You'll excuse me. I've got to pedal just a little bit longer to power this podcast. So we're going to go back to Big Hand Up Me and ask a very important question. Big Hand Up Me, if you've got just a moment, I need an answer to a life question. Never stand behind a coughing Clydesdale. Good day. Hey, thanks for joining me. You are listening to What Did the Guy Say? I am H.O. in my humble opinion. I'm Lon climbing up into the captain's chair for this episode, and I am bringing you the likes of half-priced chocolates. That's right. You walk down that aisle in these days, and you're going to be going, ha, ha, ha. 
I paid what on Valentine's Day? <laughs> we'll also be talking about whistling chicken butts, wind, processing, winter. How do you process winter? What do you do to save yourself and those around you? We'll be talking about that. And we'll also be addressing passed by a Prius? What the hell? <laughs> Things that are just wrong. We were out driving a 4x4 uh, out in the desert and we got passed by a Prius. <laughs> Hang my head. <laughs> I'll be talking about that and others. Uh, we'll be touching on the prices of chocolate, where some of the things came from, and what the heck is that white coating anyway? That is coming up next, right here on America's Podcast. On your podcast, in my humble opinion. Be right back. Welcome back to our Who Made It Past Valentine's Day edition of IMHO here. Did you get what you wanted? Did you give what you wanted? Did you give anything? Did you get anything? And are you okay with any of that? <laughs> I know, that's kind of polluted, isn't it? Basically, you know, Valentine's comes down to about the, oh, fourth century. Two guys named Valentine. They were in the Roman Empire. They were priests, and they went around preaching love and family and good times and so on. Well, the local hierarchy didn't exactly like that, so they put them to death. And later, the church recognized them as saints, and to kind of thwart pagan festivals and beliefs and so on, the church also made 14 February the day to celebrate Saints Valentine's Day. So they made it their own is what it boiled down to. Now the only start, the only reference if you will to love being connected other than the two Valentines preaching it if you will, was the poet Chaucer referenced it in some of his writings that it was a romantic day. And that's about it. I mean, there's <laughs> beyond that, it's Hallmark and Brock's and Sweethearts and all the people that want you to buy way too expensive candies and flowers and things that are going to be den in a vase in about two weeks anyway. So, I ask again, did you get, did you give, did you want to... There are a lot of people that really get down on Valentine's Day, and it's, you know, not, it's not fair to you. Two things. One, it's a made-up holiday. 
Hello. Two, you have been your significant other through everything up until now, have you not? Have you not been there when you were young and in pain? Have you not been there as your significant other when you were going through trials and tribulations in school, wondering, who the heck am I? Have you not been there as your own S.O. through everything? So instead of expecting something from somebody else, why don't you go out and get yourself those flowers, if that's what you want. Go out and grab those Godiva chocolates, those 70% cacao bean chocolates that are way too expensive before Valentine's Day. Take yourself out to a nice steak dinner or a vegan dinner, if that's what you choose. It's up to you. So did you do any of that? Did you score? Did you not score? Did you even want to? Valentine's Day. Kind of a weird conundrum, isn't it? I talk about it this way because this podcast is going to reach you after the holiday, and it will be the day of celebrating, ready? Half-price chocolates. Oh, International Half-Price Chocolate Day. If you go into, say, your dollar store or your grocery store, there is going to be an area that you round that corner, and you'll smell it first. Chocolate. Then you'll probably see some red cellophane everything. <laughs> the whole entire aisle full of hearts. Yeah, you know the aisle I'm talking about. And you'll note that today, instead of being, holy crap, expensive, you look at it and go, oh, <laughs> life just got good. This stuff's half price for me and, yeah, for my SO. Uh, sure, I'll give them some too. Half price chocolate day. It's the day after Valentine's Day. And the way I look at it, Valentine's is really just a dress rehearsal for jelly bean season anyway. If you plant your jelly beans now, you're going to have a great harvest in April. I I'm serious. I'm serious. <laughs> Now, you may have gotten really good chocolate. You may have not. You may have bought yourself some at one time or another. And have you ever noticed that white stuff on the outside of it? It's usually powdery. It's usually uh, silky on the surface. And you've always wondered, man, first of all, what the hell is that? <laughs> And also, is it good for me or is it bad for me or all of the above? Well, first of all, let's get it out of the way. It's not bad for you uh, when you see that grayish film on the surface of, your surface of your food, that is. It normally means that the product has gone bad, but it's kind of a different story with chocolate. When the cocoa butter fats in chocolate separate from the cocoa mass and they rise to the surface, it results in something called fat bloom. While not the most attractive thing to see on your chocolate bar, fat bloom, yep, it is indeed safe to eat. 
Ha! That makes you feel better, doesn't it? Uh, the other version of that, chocolate that has been exposed to humidity or moved quickly from cold to hot temperatures can cause the sugar in it to crystallize. The result of that is more of a grainy, unpleasant texture. And while again, it's not harmful to consume, sugar bloom doesn't make for a very pleasant eating experience. Not all that romantic. Unless it's the 15th or 16th beyond February, and then it was half price, and who cares? <laughs> who cares? Now, the bottom line is chocolate's okay with any of those effects on it. The last thing, give it a sniff test. Smell it. If it smells rancid or sour, don't put it in your mouth. And that applies to the chocolate, too. <coughs> Sorry. In my humble opinion. Hey, we're not even close to done yet. Hang on. That was just the first start. That was just one-third of the whole thing, roughly. Hang on. We're going to be coming back talking about whistling chicken butts. You heard me right. Don't you go anywhere. IMHO on Anchor.fm and the world, world, world. Welcome back. This is the second segment in this podcast. You survived the first one. Ooh, that was close, wasn't it? We're going to be talking now about whistling chicken butts. I'm telling you, you heard me right. When the wind gets blowing out here in the desert where I am broadcasting from, our chickens, if they face south, I, I'm holding my hand up. They whistle. 
Now, I'm only kidding, but, <laughs> but I am talking about extremes of weather in winter. Winter has hit a lot of sections of the United States, and some of it is ugly. We are talking freezing rain, snow, cold, lots of snow, lots of cold, bitter temperatures, not just cold. In some places in the U.S., it is so cold Politicians have their hands in their own pockets. That's how cold it is. <laughs> Don't judge me, you groaned. You, you, I heard you. My point is that some of the areas are really getting hit hard. And I ask a question also, what do you do? How do you deal with winter. And I'm not just talking about the physical. I am indeed talking about the mental and emotional as well. The physical, of course, jackets, gloves, blankets, whenever possible. And that includes helping out any homeless or those that might be in need as well. If you can, give. Make sure you give to organizations wherever you are that will help the homeless have blankets and dry socks and things like that. But I digress just a little bit. What are the things that you do or have done to deal with winter? I'm talking partially about physical things here. I used to, uh, well, I grew up in the Midwest. I was about to say I used to grow up there, but I actually did. My whole childhood was there. And one of the things that we did was take old athletic socks and put them over windshield wipers before going to bed at night. They don't stick in the morning, and you don't mess with them, and you don't wreck them when you have to scrape your windows. Another thing is lay a towel over the top of the windshield, and in the morning, the frost will not have been able to settle. Those are just a few little things that we used to do. And oddly enough, if it was really cold, lights under the hood. We'd put a light fixture under the hood, and that little bit of warmth was just enough to keep it warm enough to start. I'm telling you, Midwest, it was cold. Dogs stuck to fire hydrants, stuff like that. Winter. What are some of the things that you do? Do you check on the elderly? Do you go next door to that guy or lady that you know is by themselves? And instead of just walking by with your face down in your phone, do you ever look up? And go check on them. If you're listening to this podcast, for example, you don't have to have your face down. You can put it in earphones and walk and go check on them. Check on the elderly and the shut-in in this weather setting. And also, make sure animals are well cared for, too. I used to run a pet care company up in Colorado, and one of the things that was always bothersome, if people had their dog outside, a lot of them did very well. They had a very insulated house. Uh, I had two large dogs that I took care of that actually had solar heating. The collectors would gather during the day, and at night it would blow the equivalent of a hairdryer. So the inside of their doghouse was probably 50 degrees. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about those that 
fill a five-gallon bucket with water and just leave it out in the backyard and hope that's enough for that dog. It's not. Let me tell you, if you could go all day long with just an ice cube for the water for your day, could you do it? Could you do it? Then make sure that outdoor dog doesn't have a five-gallon frozen bucket to get their water from either. And snow? Well, they can eat the snow. Not enough. Give it some thought. If you can't take care of them outside, bring them in. Put them in a garage. At least it will be in out of the weather. Play nice. And have you ever wondered about outdoor animals? I mean, we know after having walked dogs in temperatures that are frigid, anybody who's done that knows that a dog will shiver and they might even favor a cold paw lifting it up. Uh, It explains the boom in the pet clothing industry. But chipmunks and cardinals and so on don't get fashionable coats or booties. In fact, wildlife can succumb to frostbite and hypothermia, just like people and pets. In the northern U.S., for example, the unfurred tails of opossums are common casualties of cold exposure. And every so often, an unusual cold snap in Florida results in iguanas falling from trees, manatees dying from cold stress. So if there's anything you can do to help animals and your people around you, the elderly or the shut-in, do it. Give it some thought. Can you create a little shelter for those outdoor animals? Can you hang a few birdhouses? Can you do just those little things that might make a difference? Well, can you? We're going to be back in just a bit. I almost got that out. (laughs) We're going to be back in just a bit. Don't go anywhere. Anchor.fm and the world. (laughs) Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. In my humble opinion. Yeah. Welcome back. We are continuing on this 
after Valentine's special episode of In My Humble Opinion. My name is Lon. I am your host. I am your flunky. I am yours. <laughs> if you ever want to get a hold of me or you want to talk back to your podcast, you can do it in one of a couple of ways. Three, actually. You can go to our main page, anchor.fm. You can either leave a voicemail there, which will allow you to put your voice on our podcast if you want us to, or you can also leave a written message there, whether it's responding to one of our questions, or if you have a future podcast idea, don't hold back. That's one of the things we do here is encourage you. We motivate. We get you going. So get a hold of us. And there's one other way. You can always get a hold of our inbox. It's leaddogonair at gmail.com. Leaddogonair at gmail.com. You can talk back to your podcast. This segment is lovingly called Things That Are Just Wrong, and I called it Passed by a Prius for a number of reasons. The obvious one, notwithstanding. But I went out with my lady and her son. We were four by drive, four buying, four buying, four by dude. What would I call that? We were driving in a truck out in the desert, (laughs) and on one of the country roads leading up to it, we got passed by a Prius, and it's like, that is just so many levels of wrong. Here we are, all decked out in our gear, and the truck is a little bit dirty, and we're driving out in the desert, and we get passed. (laughs) It was just wrong. But anyway, that's what led to the naming of this segment, Passed by a Prius. And it has to do with things that are just plain wrong. Uh, One of them that I'm speaking of is kind of on a serious note, but I make fun of it. Uh, basically a an attempted sign stealing. I do some custom sign making for people's, say, house numbers or monograms. It's on reclaimed wood that I get out in the desert. And I had one for my own home where I had it painted up all nice with lettering and a sunset and a 3D picture on the bottom. And I was going to be attaching it to my mailbox and I did just that. I hooked it up to a chain, got it all set to go and I I loved it. I, in fact, in fact, I was going inside to grab my phone so I could take a picture of it. By the time I got back out there within say hour and a half, there was evidence that somebody had tried to steal it. Are you shitting me? I'm talking about a custom number painted sign that means nothing to the person that might have stolen it. And in fact, I went ahead and went on Facebook and posted just that. To the person that tried to do that, one question, why? It's a custom sign. And I do have to ask you, how long do you think it's going to take me to find 
All of the houses in this small town that have the same house number as on that sign. And I'll know it's you. How long do you think that's going to take? And again, I ask why. Well, that opened a can o worms. <laughs> Mostly good. People saying good for you. I'm glad you brought that up. It's petty, but it's also thievery. And that was the whole point. There was one dissenting view, actually a young lady on there, that got quite snippy and said, I don't know why all you seniors have to get your panties in a knot. Why don't you just paint the damn mailbox and move on? You old people and your weird priorities. <laughs> it's ripping time. I was very correct. I was very polite. But in essence, I ripped her a new hole. I told her that, you know, thievery is thievery. Basically, if you have any interest in history at all, you will have heard of something called the Broken Window of Urban Rehabilitation. And if you didn't, listen up. It has to do with the fact that if you leave a broken window in a building in an urban setting and you do not repair that, it will not only invite, but it will lead to much more serious crime and way more broken windows and a lot more problem coming into that neighborhood than if you fixed it and painted it. That's number one. Number two, by your attitude, if I hear you yelling help that somebody is beating you, I should just move on. Well, I'm telling you, I ain't going to do that. In your little sophomoric, wet-behind-the-ears diatribe, you lost everybody's respect, you lost everybody's feeling for you, and you not only showed your ignorance, but you made sure that everybody knew it. I call it Aggressive incompetence. Congratulations. Bottom line, <laughs> play nice. Why would you want to steal somebody's anything, whether it's a sign or something out of their car or something out of their cart or anything along that lines at all? Play nice. It's why we're here. Another setting that somebody had actually uh, put up on that same Facebook page that I was speaking of just a bit ago, they had gone to a store, and this, <laughs> this so falls under, oh man, that is so wrong. 
They had a relatively minor purchase. It came up to something like four twenty-five, and when they got to the counter, they rang it up. The clerk rang it up, and the lady handed her five-dollar bill and a quarter. Do you see it coming? A perplexed look washed across the clerk, and she said, "You gave me too much money." To which the lady replied, well, yeah, I did. I gave you that so that you could maybe just give me a dollar bill back and I wouldn't get a pocket full of change. The perplexed young lady (laughs) called in the manager. The manager came over and said, I'm sorry, we can't do that. We don't give out change. Of course, the reply, I'm not asking for change. I bought product. It was four and a quarter. I gave her a $5 bill and a quarter, so she'd give me a dollar bill back, and I wouldn't have to have all that change in my pocket. Well, being the mental flyboy that this young manager was... He refused to take it. He made the lady give her $5 so that the clerk could give her 75 cents back and leave with the purchase. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Passed by a Prius. There's more. If you buy right now, (laughs) you knew it was coming. If you buy right now, you'll get a second one without shipping and handling is all you got to pay. No, what I'm getting at, I've got a couple of more points to make on our last segment here. Things that are just wrong. Passed by a Prius is what I called the segment. We talked about the sign attempted stealing of my house number sign petty theft. It's not what's for dinner. We've talked about the clerk that was handed a $5 bill and a quarter for a four and a quarter bill and she couldn't figure out how to give change. (sighs) Excuse me. This one's kind of cool though. This one's things that are just wrong but they're right in so many ways. My lady went to a, basically a convenience store truck stop restroom not that long ago. And you know how they come up with very interesting fobs and things on it. it, This even goes back to school where you had the bathroom key and it was attached to a freaking plank. Do you remember that? 
Well, during travel, you're going to find a lot of different fobs out there, anywhere from a boot to a shoe to a gear from a car. And before I step one step further, have you ever seen a weird fob on a gas station bathroom key? A boot, a brick, a dog, (laughs) anything? Let us know. Get us here at Anchor.fm, leave a voicemail, leave a message, or go to leaddogonair at gmail.com and tell us the weirdest key fob you've ever seen at a gas station. But once again, I digress, that happens. The one that I'm speaking of is my lady went in, went to ask for the key after paying for gas, so it wasn't without merit, and the clerk reached above her, grabbed the key, handed it to her. She didn't even think twice. She started walking away with it and then realized there was a retractable cable leading up to the wall. (laughs) She stopped and said, are you serious? To which he replied, no, I am not at all, but I got you, didn't I? And he unclipped the cable and she walked out with the key. Everybody laughing. That's what I'm talking about. It was wrong, but in such a right way. Hey, don't go anywhere. We're going to be coming right back. Almost done. I actually have a couple more that fall under this category of, man, that is so wrong, but it's so right. Coming up in just a moment on America's podcast, IMHO. You're listening to IMHO. In my humble opinion, we're fixin' to take over the world, 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 world.
You're listening to IMHO. In my humble opinion. Thanks for sticking around. I hope you're enjoying it. Tell your friends, I'm telling you, please share this. Go to your favorite platform, whether it be Anchor.fm or iTunes or any of the others. It's on about a dozen of them now. And make sure you do a few things. Hit share whenever you can, whenever you see it pop up on Facebook. Go to the homepage and hit the subscribe button right over there. That way you will get notifications when all the new podcast episodes come up. And also, you can go to Anchor and there is a list support button. Please do it. Or you can also go through PayPal if you just want to help out for things like microphones, for things like new music, for getting artists to come in here and do interviews, things like that. If you go to PayPal, use lead.dog at live.com as your address to get in there. And we will just accept any and all big or little donations. We appreciate that. Either way, either way, this is going to continue. That would just help make it that much better. And that does indeed bring us to pretty much the final segment of this episode. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 hey. Who let those kids in here? And get, get. Any unaccompanied children will be given three espressos and sent home with a free seven-month-old puppy. (laughs) Think about that. Just about done here. We are wrapping up the segment called Passed by a Prius Things That Are Just Wrong. We covered the attempted sign stealing, broken windows theory of rejuvenation. <laughs> Be nice. We talked about the clerk that couldn't figure out change for a $5 bill and a quarter, and it was just too hard. We spoke of the bathroom key that had a cable attached to it. Let us know if you found some sort of a weird bathroom key fob at, say, a truck stop or a rest area. Did they attach it to a boot? Did they put it on a brick? Did they attach it to a cat and make you carry that? You know the type. Let us know. Send it to either the inbox, that's at leaddogonair at gmail.com, or go to anchor.fm, leave us a voicemail there, leave us a written mail there, and we will get a tell us if you found or saw a weird key fob at a restaurant or gas station bathroom. Let us know. And last but not least, 
my own little bitty bit of history. I went to school in Minneapolis for radio, and out of radio, I got a program director's job in a very small town in Montana, Country Western Station. And among other things, I did news and I did commercials. I helped set up the music for the programming and so on and so forth. Well, the reason this fits into this little segment of what we call things that are just wrong. I busted my butt and I got my what's called a first class FCC radio operators license, which basically means not only can I broadcast on any radio station, but technically because of the piece of paper with that cool signature that you can't read, I can work on the equipment. And I have done so at various places, but Uh, This first one kind of set me up for everything to come. The station was about a thousand watts. We covered the county and everything took place right within the studio. And on my first day, I actually noticed it. There was a chain attached to the transmitter box, which was basically a tall metal frame, if you will. And that chain was attached to a ball-peen hammer. For the quick among you, you may see this coming. (laughs) Among the instructions that I had was, here's your control for the microphone, here's your control for the newsroom, and here's your control for that record player over there. Oh yeah, and if the radio station ever goes off the air... You take this hammer on the end of the chain and you see that little resistor right inside there. It's like a little metal cap looking thing. Hit it once and you'll hear the radio station come back to life. So it's like... (laughs) But because I had that first class FCC license, I was legally able to wield that ball peen hammer and tink bring the radio station back to life yeehaw (laughs) things that are just wrong imho hang on a second Well, before we fly for this episode, I do want to thank Nancy Hand and the In the Corner Band. Thank you for providing all of our mood music. And if you would, please go to the homepage at anchor.fm and check out the artists that actually created this music so that we can use it here at IMHO.
Well, that just about wraps it up for one more episode. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much for telling your friends. Thank you very much for sharing the posts on Facebook. And you are the reason why all this is happening. So just thank you. That's all I've got. Until we meet next time, do me a few favors. Don't spit into the wind. Don't take selfies in the bathroom. And always listen when an old dog barks. For IMHO, I'm Lon, and I'm out. IMHO, in my humble opinion, getting ready to take over the world, 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 world. Thank you for listening to IMHO. My name is Lon. I'm in the captain's chair, climbing down as we speak, heading down the hall to go climb on the bike again to crank up some power so I can maybe record the next podcast. <laughs> Innovative electricity. So again, thank you for listening. Uh, before we fly, get rid of some of the technical side of it here. Please go to the homepage of anchor.fm and do a few things. One, Click on listener support if you can. Donations will do things like get new microphones, improve the studio, and this is kind of really cool here. Get a hold, allow me to get a hold of innovators and motivators and artists and so on, and perhaps have some interviews in future episodes. So click on listener support. Also, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. That way, when new ones come out, you will get a notification so you'll be first in line to get your ears on the latest edition of this. I try and drop them every couple of weeks, and that would mean roughly first and the 15th. I try and stick to that schedule, so listen right around then. If I get it done early, of course, I post it early. So there you have it. Uh, You can get a hold of us a number of ways, anchor.fm. You can leave a voicemail. You can leave written mail there. You can also go to our inbox, leaddogonair at gmail.com, and that will get to me various filters in place, but we will address it. So anything you want to say, within reason, (laughs) let us know. This is 
IMHO in my humble opinion, and that's just what it is. We go over a variety of subjects, every topic, every day, every episode. So that would make this America's Podcast. Thank you for listening. Until we gather again, don't spit into the wind, don't take selfies in the bathroom, and always listen when an old dog barks. For IMHO, I'm Lon, and I'm out.